Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and diamond sponsor Ventivid. Whispering Loudly is the workshop whisperer podcast and we really appreciate you wherever you're listening. People go on all different platforms these days. Even Google has their own podcast platform. This is a review from one of our happy customers. Now, by the way, the customers don't pay anything for our content. So we'd really love you to pause the podcast now, if you can, if you're not driving, and give us a review. Now, this review is five stars. It's from Amber. And she said, relevant for all business owners. There you go, Rachel. (laughs) Traversing different different areas. I love that Rachel is clearly focused and skilled in the workshop world, but her advice relates to any business. Topics such as motivating the team, attracting new customers and retaining existing ones is key to all of us in small business. Today, Workshop Whisperer, tomorrow... Salon queen. Oh, maybe. (laughs) You do like to go to the salon. Your nails always look really good. Coming up next is a Workshop Whispers episode. We're going to hear what you're struggling with and try and help you. And hopefully a lot of people out there will be going through the same thing and we'll help them too. Learn tips and strategies from the comfort of your lounge room to make your auto repair shop hum in Workshop Whispers. Whispering Loudly is the Workshop Whisperer podcast, and this is Workshop Whispers. We're going to Adelaide today, which is one of Rachie's homes. It is. Where do you hang out most when you go to Adelaide? We love, uh, we live just on the fringe of the uh, CBD. Yes. So, uh, love the parklands, love the cafes on King William Road and the shops. Uh, great, great food scene around there. Yeah, if you haven't been to Adelaide, get there. It's really got beautiful markets as well. Jessica asks, hi, Rach. I have a question regarding exit plans. We have owned our workshop for almost a decade now, and I'm an avid listener of the podcast. I've heard you talk about creating an exit plan. We aren't looking at selling our business in the immediate future. Do you think it would be beneficial for us to start planning now? If so, what would that look like? You love future planning, so I don't even know what her answer is going to be, but I I can just see her with her little red spectacles out now taking notes, getting excited. So (laughs) is that true, Rach? Absolutely. (laughs) Jessica, um, great question. So the best time to start uh, exit planning is right now. Um, Would it be great for you to already have one given that you're 10 years in? Yes, because exit plans aren't just about selling or passing a business on to the next generation, which is kind of the um, perception that many uh, business owners have. It's actually a plan, a set of instructions in the event of. So in the event of sudden death of uh, the owner or one of the partners, in the event of serious illness and they can't continue, in the event of wanting to sell. So all of these events that we should be planning for that could be possible uh, reasons for us to exit. So it's kind of like, you know, when we start business, we're just so excited to get started. (laughs) We don't actually think about how one day we might not want to own it anymore. Yeah. And let me tell you, we work with lots and lots of clients 
who get to the realisation that, oh, I thought I was going to do this till I'm 65 or 70, but somewhere in their 40s, they're like, my, now. Yeah. well, my body's just not going to make it yeah, that far. Right, okay, right? Yeah. So it's one of the pillars of our Workshop Warriors program, uh, where, who are our multi-seven-figure auto repair shop owners, that we're creating exit plans. So we get them to look into the future. How long do they think they might want to own this thing for? And then we start to reverse engineer the steps of getting the business ready for that. So you might want to sell in five years, okay? Uh, Not an easy decision for lots of the guys to arrive at because they're not quite sure what they would do after uh, they sell, but many of the wives are very eager for this to take place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um generally speaking yeah. generalizations exist because they're generally true <laughs> so it's as much about what do we need to do to get ready for an exit of that type and usually that's making sure um you know we want the debts gone we want middle management installed so that you don't actually have to wait until five years or 10 years before you get any real freedom from the business. You can actually have it along the way. And the things we need to do to make the business its most profitable, because if we are going to go for a sale, well, we want the most money available. And how is the business going to be most valuable? Because it's profitable and we can show a decent multiple. And the other thing is that we've got documented systems and processes. If there's an investor type buyer out there or a buyer who wants to come and also uh, run it, we want them to choose our business over something else that might be on the market in our area because we've systemized. We've got an operations manual. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Rach. Does anyone ever come to you with their hands up in the air saying, I need to sell? But they haven't really worked out a plan where they can, where they could actually keep the business, but take their hands off a little. And yes. then if they do, they feel, yes. they feel happier. Yeah. Keep, a lot of people will yeah. actually come with the idea that I've had enough. Yes. I want to get it ready to sell. Yeah. But through the process of um, getting everything ready, they actually fall back in love with it because yeah. we show them how to make it profitable. Yeah. The reason they want to get out is because they're struggling. Yeah. And once they have some of the key pillars in place and they're making money and it's not so hard to pay the bills anymore and they've got better uh, leadership Mm. that they're displaying. The team is responding better. It becomes a happier place to be. And many of them actually think, oh, well, I can either actually just stay because this is all right now and I'm making good money (laughs) or we help them put middle management in place so that they have the freedom to come and go and it doesn't feel like it's so hard and heavy. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Avoid mistakes others are making and take your auto repair shop to the next level. To reach out, email admin at workshopwhisperer.com with the subject Workshop Whispers and we'll answer your question in our next Workshop Whispers episode. Josh is in Newstead in Queensland. I've never been to Newstead. I've seen a lot of posts lately about the slow-moving economy and how we need to have the right framework in place in order to stay ahead of the pack, but I'm struggling to understand what that actually means. Where do I even start? Obviously, everyone's feeling the pinch, Rach, but do you think fear is a big part of it? I think so. I, I think that whenever the economy puts uncertainty out there in the general marketplace, there's well, it's the fear of the unknown. Like how many interest rate rises are we going to have? 
And we like, hear whispers. Oh, six this year. Five, yeah, or, yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, I think at last count we'd had 11 interest rate rises. Now, I know what that's done for my mortgage repayments. Wow. Uh, and, you know, even for renters, you know, there's also this uncertainty of, you know, if my lease term uh, comes to the end, am I going to get a $50 rent yes. hike? Oh, wow. I've heard people get a lot more than that, to be honest. Yeah, because yeah. they want to pass it on. That's Well, yeah. that's right. And yes. why wouldn't you? So I think there's that fear and it just rolls around and it, and it manifests, as we know, in our industry as people not coming in for their servicing or their maintenance on time. Mm. So Josh is, is saying, you know, he needs to have the right framework in uh, in place in order to stay ahead of the pack. I, I think the framework that we're talking about is making sure you've got your ducks in a row so that you are financially secure to ride out whatever length period of uncertainty is you know, upon us right now. So uh, in Australia, obviously, interest rate rises are to bring inflation under control. And I think, you know, every month the economists say that, oh, this, you know, there might be one or two more rate rises and inflation should stop being out of control by whatever date. But in reality, that means very little to us uh, in the present when we notice our customers aren't coming in. Yeah. So it's about uh, making sure that you've got as much money available in your cash flow as possible to meet the weeks where your customers don't come in as expected and your uh, revenue is lower. Now, if you'd been following along with us during COVID, you know, we were – Shouting from the rooftops, this is why you have to have a war chest. This is why you need three to six yes. months worth of operating You've expenses. You've always said that since the start of the podcast. Correct. And they were very different times, Yes, right? they yeah. totally were. You've got to have that money sitting aside so that in times like this where you notice your revenue dropping off, you're, you've got that money supplement. there to supplement it. Mm. But, uh, you know, if you're just kind of new into business and this is your first economic crisis, well, you're kind of going to go, I didn't know to do any of this. So you might need to do some refinancing uh, of debts to free up some cash flow. Definitely don't acquire any new unnecessary, what we call um, poor debt or bad debt, you know, for things that where the asset value doesn't appreciate. Okay. So what's things like that, Rachie, cars? Uh, yeah, cars. Don't go, um, you know, order the new cars and get the new higher repayment leases or yeah. chattel mortgages or whatever they are okay. just for now. Yeah. Stick with the car um, that you have. You might have just finished paying it off. So just enjoy that period of no, no, um, car loan. no more car yeah. loan because what you were putting towards those car repayments is probably going to be handy in your weekly cash yeah. flow at I've the really moment. I've heard as well it's really good for your credit score not to have a car loan. Oh, well, yeah. I hadn't uh, I hadn't heard that, yeah. but I remember a mortgage broker telling me once they often are the second person that somebody sees after they decide uh, that they want to buy a house because they also want a nice-looking car to sit in the driveway. <laughs> People will often go and get 100%, a car loan 100%. and then apply for a mortgage yes, and it hurts them. <laughs> yeah, it hurts their serviceability. Do it the other way around. <laughs> so we want to make sure you've got maximum money available to you in your cash flow. So tidy things up financially so you're not paying anything unnecessary. Rach, when you go through people's stuff, where do you, I know this isn't what someone's asked, but where do you see sometimes things going out where people haven't been noticing? 
Uh, usually on subscriptions okay, for things. Yeah, so right. software subscriptions they might not yes. have used for 12 months or True. more. Apps, you know, your, yeah. if you've got your iPhone account or your Google Play Store thing yeah, okay. um, running through the business and yes. there's apps that renew themselves and all this kind of stuff. 100%. That can be, you know, hundreds yeah. and hundreds if not thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, right. Advertising that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and that you've just got on set and repeat. Correct. Yeah, yeah, right. So all of that stuff, that's why it's really important as part of this, you know, framework on the financial side to make sure that uh, you're doing regular expense and supplier reviews. Okay. So always be checking every couple of months, can you get a better deal? For, you know, for the quality that you're after, can you get a better deal? Mm. On the other side of the equation are your customers and making mm. sure that they're looked after. So mm. it's a two-pronged approach, making sure that you're not bleeding money on one side from unnecessary spending yeah. and making sure that you're giving yourself the best chance of having your customers return to you. So that's making sure that you've got your auto service reminders on. You're For the customers that miss them, you're making the attempts to personally connect with them to remind them they've missed their service and the potential consequences of that safety-wise. Yeah. And making sure that you keep a base level branding campaign going out on social media so people can see, um, you know, videos and, you know, show them the really dirty oil filter from the car that delayed its service for 12 months yeah. and what that might do to the car. Mm-hmm. Show them things like that. Yeah. So you, you're giving yourself the best chance to ride out the uncertainty. Okay. If you want to hear more, just... Go into the search bar and type Workshop Whispers and you can hear all of our feedback episodes, which are so handy for people. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Platinum sponsor Podium, Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and Diamond sponsor Ventivid.